Well, here we are. We're here. Welcome to the Broadway Bound podcast. Thanks Bye. for having me, Matt. I'm so excited. We're You're doing welcome. This. this is my, my great pal slash work wife, Aubrey Downing. It's me. Do you want me to say your full name or should I edit that out? You can say my full name. Okay. People just, can know who I am. Okay, I don't know. I want to be famous, it's fine. Okay, I don't know if this will <laughs> make either of us famous, but we if it does, I mean, hope. hey, you know, I would love to have supplemental income come out of this podcast, <laughs> right. you know, pay off those student loans come somehow. Out, get a sponsorship. Yeah. We know, we all need it, so. We do. Especially us. Especially us, <laughs> me with my overdrafted bank account by $50. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. it's okay. It. Tomorrow's payday. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I wish I had like a really cool intro or had like rights to the music from the show oh, so because then like, I could like introdu- introduce the show better. Mm-hmm. But like how like I really have this, you know, like in all the promotional videos for the show and mm-hmm. it's like, I would have that one play. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, yeah. Yeah. and if you're listening and you don't you know, know what I'm yeah. talking about, it is uh, the intro to Wicked. Wicked! <laughs> the Broadway Bound podcast is brought to you by Matt Clark and his own general wanting more knowledge of Broadway, his industry. And when he says is his industry, he means he works in theater and has never worked on Broadway and would love to Yet. very much so. So please hire me. So uh, so the show that, we've, that I've chosen uh, for my first episode is Wicked! Wicked! If you don't already know, because I probably was too lazy to super edit all of the times I've said the name of the show already while Wicked. we're recording. Um, Wicked is currently time. running on Broadway. Do you know how long yes. it's been running on Broadway? Uh, they just had their 15th anniversary, right? Like yes. in October. Yeah, yes. So they they're did. coming up on 16 years on Broadway. On Broadway. On the Broadway. Broadway. Uh, Wicked, if you don't know, for those of you who don't know, because some people don't know... Uh, Wicked is a musical with music and lyrics by Stephen Schwartz and a book by Winnie Holzman. I hope that's how you say it. I'm terrible with names. Holzman. Sounds right. Holzman. 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 Uh, it's based on the novel by Gregory Maguire. Um, no. Similar title, Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West. Ooh. Do you know what year that was published? I'm going to guess 1977. No. Was I close? N- no. no. <laughs> 1995. Oh, is that recent? It is a whole year younger than I am. It is exactly as old as I am. Wow. I didn't realize it was that recent. I thought it was like a definitely a mid-century book. Me too, because the older, older Oz books that like it's all based off of. Yeah. The first one was published in like 1900. Yeah, those are And the movie old. was in like 39. Yeah. So. Huh, I didn't realize it was that young. It's that young. And Ooh. youthful. So, okay. Spry. And spry, because the the musical came out not very long after that. Like the musical big, in two thousand and three. Yeah, what, yeah. Eight years later, after the book. Yeah, Stephen Schwartz was on vacation, and someone he was with was reading the book, and he was like, "Oh, that could be a musical," and he called his like his people. His managers, his producer, or someone, his people, yeah. and he was like, "Hey, I want the rights to this," and then they secured it, and then. They wrote it, and it started Amazing. out in San Francisco. My next, my next part of uh, history yes, is the next segue. little section: history of the show. Wow, here we are. <laughs> Learning May, so much already. May twenty eighth, two thousand and three, Wicked opened in San Francisco at the Curran Theater. 
where it ran for two months, or I think it said two to three months online. I didn't write it down because I didn't think I was going to say it. But anyway, it was directed by Joe Montello with choreography by Wayne Salento. Yes, course, Wayne. Um, and they were also the same team that did it, you know, on which mm-hmm. way. It moved to Broadway, obviously, that fall, and it mm-hmm. opened October 30th, the night before Halloween, which I think Ooh, is... spooky. It's like, good branding. Yeah, because it's called Wicked. It's so good like, branding for 2003. Right? <laughs> really like, that's was. some shit we would think of in 2019. Like, oh, let's open a Broadway show about witches the day before Halloween. That's hashtag branding, hashtag. It's all about branding these days. It's all about branding these days. But way to go, 2003. That was like, they were thinking ahead. I mean, they have been running for 16 they years. They have been so running for 16 years. There's got to be something about it. Yeah. Um, the original cast included, well, the original Broadway cast, I should say, included mm-hmm. Idina Menzel, Kristen Chenoweth, and Norbert Leo Butts, of course. Fun fact, Kristen Chenoweth and I are from the same uh, town, same hometown. Oh, yeah. Do you so wanna, it's like... really fitting that we're doing this right now. The town is Tulsa, Oklahoma, slash suburb of Broken Arrow. Um, if you still lived there, I would be worried for, like, people, like, pinpointing your location. Why am I yawning so much? You didn't have my tea that I made earlier. You're not wrong. You're probably why. <laughs> I offered you some tea, and you said, mm, no thanks. I didn't want the tea, okay? But now I do. <laughs> you needed... I was but like, just about caffeine. Like it's fine. Uh, but yeah, Chris and Chin with I are from the same hometown. And uh, actually, let's throw this tidbit in right now since Dude. we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, I remember being like, it was like nine. It was probably a year or two after Wicked came out. And um, driving around, I had, was in the car with some friends. One of our moms was taking us somewhere. And one of the girls had this, uh, the cast recording and was playing it. And I had seen a special, it was the Music Man special. Uh, which I think was in, like, 2003, with Kristen Chenoweth, and they, like, the news did a piece on her, and I was like, I want to be her. <laughs> and then I recognized her voice on the recording of Wicked, and I was like, oh, that's that's the girl from uh, Broken Arrow. And one of my friends' mom was like, how did you know that? I was like, I recognized her voice from the, the Music Man special they did on whatever, CBS, whatever that was. And they were like, oh. And then I asked my mom to get me the cast recording, and that was my second ever cast recording. Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I know. I used to listen to Wicked all the time in, like, high school when I first got into theater. And, like, my friend's cars. But I yeah. don't have, like, that deep of a connection. Well, yeah, that was a little, like, so I was like, oh, a girl from my town is doing this cool thing that I really enjoy. I want to enjoy it more. And I got the got the album. And then my life has never been the same since then, honestly. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I think that that's all I have, really, for history, let me talk. Let's chat about some awards real quick. Okay. Because they were nominated in 2003, mm-hmm. or I guess 2004. Yes. For 10 Tonys. It's a good number. And they did not win 10 Tonys. No. Uh, Idina Menzel won for Best Actress, and mm-hmm. she was uh, up for the nomination with Kristen Chenoweth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, two separate nominations, but as you know, I'm sure. And then uh, their scenic design and their costume designs one, which... I buy it. You know... I buy it. When I think of Broadway costumes and I think of Broadway set designs, like, I think of Wicked is yeah. only one of the first few. Because it's so grand. And it's so green. <laughs> I 
about to say that, but I'm you really glad have. you did. I was like, it's all grand and it's all green. Yeah. I think we found a place where we belong, maybe. This podcast. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's true because each ensemble is just so whimsical. Do you know who Wicked lost to? For Best Musical? Yeah. I want to say it was like Avenue Q. Yeah. <laughs> a show about puppets who have sex on stage. <laughs> Listen, it is it is Sesame Street for adults, but like in the best way. Yeah. Like it addresses yeah. some like real shit. That it does. Like, it's, yeah. for, and for 2003, like I didn't, I don't ever really think about that when I listen to or see Avenue Q. I'm just like, when some I was doing shit. the research for this, I was like, that's 2003. Yeah. Like, if that was being put out now... I don't think it would survive. Like, Probably if it not. was fresh, like, never been done before. Yeah. 2019. I don't think it would survive Mm-mm. as long as it did. Mm-mm. Wow. Well, it's just a different time. I mean... Yeah. I don't... I feel like Broadway's a lot more accessible now. 1,000%. So many more people. But in 2003, it was very much a... I mean, I was eight. I can't really speak to that. <laughs> but I get the impression, uh, looking back, that it was very much more of a club. Yeah. Um more of like an elitist kind of club for a very certain type of person and art. But now it's, everyone can enjoy theater. There's like that, uh, yeah. do you remember the, uh, the Tonys one year, Neil Patrick Harris was hosting and like his opening song where it's like, it's not just for gays anymore. Yeah. I feel like we've made it there. We've made but it. But in 2003, <laughs> anything, anything goes. Anything goes. <laughs> to make as Featuring many. Featuring Foster. Featuring But yeah, I think they, they lost Avenue Q. Yeah. They lost uh, Best Score, Musical, and Book. It didn't win anything. I mean, besides, like, performance and, like... It won for Ideas, Performance, Scenic, and Costumes, and that's it. They they were also nominated for Orchestrations, Choreography, Lighting, Kristen Mm Chenoweth, Best Musical, Original Score. I'm surprised it didn't, like, at least get a nod... I mean, nominations for... They got nominations, but, like, score or orchestrations or anything. Yeah. Or even, like, the book. Avenue Q one score and book <laughs> and Robert overall Williams. musical. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's smart He's brilliant. though. It's smart. It is very. It's very smart. Oh, uh, I'll have to do Avenue Q. You have to do that. Yeah, you will. For those who don't know it, so that they can stop wondering about it, or they can go see a production of it. I'm sure that there's somebody do doing everywhere. it somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's a good show. It's a really good yeah, show. It's worth it's worth seeing. But, but now we're talking about Wicked. We're talking about Wicked. And Obviously, that, I mean, I guess you can't really judge based on merit but obviously Wicked's been running on 16 years and Avenue closed not yeah not too long after too long after it opened which is the better musical now Tony Voters (laughs) oh Tony Voters we could talk about that another time yeah (laughs) off the record off the record (laughs) um you should have a segment on your podcast called off the record maybe if yeah, I, I'm still trying to get a job in theater, so maybe not. <laughs> Listen, I'm not that well known yet. Like my opinion still. When all you do is podcasting, then then you can do. Oh it. God, maybe I don't know if that's something I will ever do. I should have had the pee. <laughs> okay. So Wicked, the Broadway production of Wicked, was a 14 million dollar investment. Wow. And they made it back in 14 months. That's awesome. That doesn't seem like a lot of money. 
Not for... It doesn't seem like a lot of money for a Broadway show, no. in my opinion. Comparatively to other ones, like, it's... Yeah. It's kind of cheap. Yeah. But they also... They made in revenue a million a month when they first opened in that's 2003. Amazing. That's amazing. 14 million and that's like, back in 14 And that months. is profit. So that's not including paying everyone, yeah. all of the bills, paying rent, and... That's crazy. Yeah. Yes, recoup your investments. Right? I love that. So these are some numbers that I found on Playbill.com today. Thank you, Playbill.com. In an article that was published in October 2018 for the 15th anniversary. Love it. Yeah. So I'm going to have you just guess some numbers. Okay. And it's, we're starting with the highest number and we're getting to the lowest number. Okay. Um, how many pounds of dry ice had Wicked used in their first 15 years? Oh. I want to say like 20 tons. I don't know how many pounds that 471 would be. 471 tons. Okay. 942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,942,
2,200 wits. No. How many? 1,352. My first guess was going to be 1,500, and then I was like, oh, no, it's probably more. No, that would have been closer. 1,352. And they were built by hand. That's a lot. That's a lot of wigs to front. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Watson and his crew. His wig team. I'm trying to make sure that I give credit as yeah, best as I should. can. you should. How many pairs of shoes are in the show? Oh, I feel like I should know this. Because and this I see is it, one less digit. I see it on uh, Backstage Blonde's Instagram all the time. Everyone always asks her this, but I can't remember how many. I'm going to guess... 275. According to the Playbill article that was published October 2018, uh, there were 226 pairs of shoes. Oh, I was only off by 50. That's yeah. pretty good. And now I'm just going to tell you the rest of, of the facts because I just want to make you stop guessing because okay. I just want to start talking about the show. Okay. Um, so there's 269 costumes in the show. There are 238 costume changes. So oh individual God. costume changes. And yes, when I say there are 269 costumes, I mean there are 269 full outfits. outfits. Yeah. So that is not breaking down each piece. Um, there are 118 pairs of gloves. <gasps> yes, gloves. And 107 hats. I love I love the Wicked hats. Wicked has such good hats. Right? I'm and they're so cute. They're so cute. I'm specifically thinking of the green sort of paisley top hat. Mm-hmm. The tiny but, one? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's just so good. There are 96 rechargeable batteries used <laughs> throughout the show. And I included this Love. because from when they started using rechargeable batteries, they have approximately kept, and this is from October 2018, mm -hmm. 158,080 batteries have been kept from going to a landfill because they used 96 rechargeable batteries. I love that. Go Wicked. Right? And they are their company manager. It's Broadway Green Alliance. Their company manager is a co-chair of the Broadway Green Alliance, oh which is something I was going to bring up. And it's essentially uh, keeping Broadway shows and off-Broadway shows and everyone in general more accountable for what we're using because yeah. you know the theater industry is you know a lot of waste. So it's a lot of waste. There's only there's you know a lot that we can do to help that and kind of help offset it. And keep the arts alive while also keeping the earth alive. Oh, I love that. I made that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. They should, Broadway Green Alliance should use that as their so good. Broadway Green Alliance, hit me up. <laughs> At let's, me. Let's make a deal. <laughs> um, a couple more random facts that I think you will appreciate. Uh, they use 88 mics in the show. And that's including yeah. the orchestra. So cast and orchestra. A lot of the cast has two mics yeah. on their heads. Yeah. So. And... Do, do they have, like, uh, hanging mics? Probably. And, like, foot mics, too. I would assume so. I assume so. But people are stomping all over that stage. That's true. So I don't know. That's true. They do have really but good But if everyone's double-miked, then that should be fine. Yeah. There are 64 petals on Glinda's bubble dress. Yes, bubble dress. Love that bubble dress. Guess how short the fastest quick change is in the show? 10 seconds. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. <laughs> it's insane. And it's uh, Which change? their change into Alphaba oh. and Glinda's into the Emerald City. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so fast. Different. Yeah. Um, also, Glinda's change, I guess she has a little bit longer, but her change uh, into Dear Old Shiz at the top quite, of show is very quick. Yeah. As well, because she's in her bubble dress and she has, to, and she switches a wig. Too. Yeah. I think the wig is like underlined. 
Probably. Yeah, probably. We could probably look that up. Don't listen to me. I don't know facts, <laughs> but you could totally look more into the show. Or and I could, hope that yeah, this... Yeah, we'll see the show. Maybe that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Inspire people to, to look more into, into Broadway shows and to see them. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll get... They'll be bound for Broadway. They'll be Broadway bound. They'll be Broadway bound. Okay. Um, my last little fun fact before we start talking about the show okay. in and of itself. Uh, the soundboard that mm-hmm. they use oh, is no. 14 feet long. Oh my gosh. You have to have like at least two people manning that. It has 5,905 buttons, 2,991 knobs, and 113 faders. Oh my gosh. I cannot fathom that. That's, like, I'm just trying to picture their booth, and that has to be, like, at least half of their booth. Yeah. For calling the show. And every time, I mean, I've seen, I've only seen, I've seen Wicked on Broadway twice. Same. And the sound is insane. It's, it's so well mixed. It's so well mixed. And it's such a huge theater, too. Yeah. I mean, and they've been doing it happening. for 16 years. Yeah, it's so. a very well-oiled machine at this point. But still, that's crazy to think about. I wonder how many people they have manning the board. It's just one person doing it. I cannot it. imagine one person so doing much. that. Unless, I mean, it's probably super programmed. Also true. But also, also true. like, there's a lot of mixing that happens on the fly yeah, with different actors. Saying, there's things that you can't account for so, that happen during shows that you have to do manually. I'm like, it getting a headache. Me. I know, it's stressing me. I'm thinking about, about thinking that. Thinking about all the different knobs. I'm like, what? Oh, I can barely. I guess, like, maybe. Maybe if you know what they do, it's that's, less scary. That's true. If you know how to work it, yeah, it might be better. But if they were like, hey, Matt and Aubrey, can you like work the soundboard for Wicked real quick? I would be like, no. No, hard pass. Hard no. That's Not that they would ever ask us, but... No. You never know. You, know, you never Maybe know. we will develop sound skills from this. Maybe. Who All knows? I can do is up and down right now. <laughs> I can like... I, I took an electrics class in college, so I can, like, you know, make sure things are amplified. But in terms of mixing and, like, what all the knobs and buttons and things do, I could not tell you. And having the ear to do that, too. Being like, oh, I have too much keyboards right now. I need to turn that down. Oh, what needs to be louder? What needs to be softer? Ooh, I'm going to cut their mic out. Like, things like that. Like, yeah. having the ear for that to do that on the fly. It's crazy. It's not a skill I have. No. So now let's just talk about the plot really quickly um, before we dive into talking about the show. Um, for so, no spoilers. Just general like, if someone was like, "Hey." I want to see a Broadway show. I kind of want to see Wicked. What's it about? I would say Wicked, the untold story of the Witches of Oz. Okay. And then they're like, okay, I need to like know a little bit about what's going to happen in order to like maybe pay attention to it because I don't mm-hmm. necessarily see musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's about uh, the Wicked Witch of the West and how she became the Wicked Witch of the West. And like, if you've seen The Wizard of Oz, you know you know, the green gross witch. Uh, and then there's Glinda the Good. And it's it's the story of how they became both of those people. Um, and they go way back, surprisingly, according yeah. to the musicale. 
Um, but they start off as enemies and they become friends and then, and then you have to see what happens. Stuff happens. And then stuff happens. Um, and they're changed for good because of it. Oh, <laughs> I love a pun. That's a song in a show that I'm sure everyone yeah. in this universe has heard. But that's, I would say that's like the general gist of, of the show. Yeah. Obviously they can give more specific plot points, but that's the basic trajectory. Yeah. I yeah. think that that's like important. Yeah. That's what it's about. I it's about, what... it's about the relationship and how they become yeah. the women that they're always meant to be. Yeah. We also get some history on other characters from the original Wizard of Oz, True. which True. we don't need to spoil about, but mm-hmm. like, you know, the wizard is a character mm-hmm. and we do get some history on like Cowardly Lion and the Tin Man. And the Tin Man and the Scarecrow, Scarecrow. Like where they come from, who they are, who, who they, they were, were beforehand, before the Wizard of Oz takes place. Um, and then we also get some new characters. Yeah. We get Nessa, uh, Alpha Buzz slash Wicked Witch of the West's sister. The Wicked Witch um, of the East. Who becomes the Wicked Witch of the East. Fiero. Um, yes. Wink, wink. Um. <laughs> Bach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Dillamond. Dr. Dillamond, yes. And the wizard himself. And the wizard himself. We and we, and we, learn a, we learn a little bit about the Wicked Witch of the West's parents. Yes, and we her know relationship where she comes with them. From. Yeah. It's so good. Ugh. Go see the show if Go you haven't. Go see the show. We don't want to do... Okay. Then we our don't next want to segment, spoil it anymore if you haven't seen it. Yeah. But that's... Yeah. The next thing we talk about will be with spoilers. So, okay. if you haven't seen the show and you don't want any spoilers, skip ahead to the end of the show and I will talk about uh, where and how you can see it. So, uh, yeah, here we go. (laughs) I missed so many notes and I skipped, like, a ton of measures. But uh, thank you, Tony Awards, for considering us for best orchestrations. And by us, I mean not us. Um... (laughs) We were talking about this earlier, but Wicked does have, like, a killer overture. It really does. And that's how it starts. Yeah. But, like, honestly, so we've seen Wicked. Well, I, okay, I saw Wicked on tour. hmm The first time I ever saw Wicked, I was front row in the corner, and I was next to a couple that would not shut up. Oh, no. But uh, Rachel Tucker was the alphabet, so, like, anytime she was on stage, they... Like just captivated, Absolutely. and I was captivated, I and I was so close. But like, where I was in the front row was such partial view mm-hmm. that I didn't see the entire show, so I didn't yeah. really get. I saw like the main action, and I like the actors were very close. Mm-hmm. So I like, and I was obsessed with it before I saw it. Yeah. So I knew what was happening. I just didn't see like the full pictures, and then mm-hmm. I saw it on tour in Florida, and Jessica Vosk was the Alphaba, <laughs> and Andy Mantis was the Bach. Oh, that's a choice. Um, I loved it. It was so good. He'd be a good bot. I support that casting choice. Good for yeah. him. And I had seen him in a lot, and I like hadn't been able to see him at the stage door. Yeah. And then I saw him at the stage door. That, and I was like, what are the odds that of all of the places <laughs> I saw any Mintis at a stage door was in Orlando, a city that I am not Orlando. in a lot, especially seeing shows. I'm normally, yeah. if I'm there, I'm at Disney at World. At Disney World. Yeah. Uh, and... 
not in like New York or, you know, a city that I'm normally in. So it was just strange for me, but it was nice. And then I saw it again on Broadway with you yes. for the third time. Also um, with Jessica Vosk. Also with Jessica Vosk for her Broadway run. And obviously, yeah. you know, a ton of other talented people that yes. we will talk about. But that was, those are my, that's my, that's what I've seen of Wicked. Yeah. I saw Wicked, uh, both national, the first two national tours, the first national tour and the second one. But I was, like, my pre-Broadway days. So it was, like, before I cared about, like, actual actors on Broadway. And so I don't know who my Alphaba was. I don't know who my Glindas were. Oh, girl. I know. I could look it up. Do you have the playbills? I'm sure I do, but they're deep in a drawer in Oklahoma somewhere. Um, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty sure Stephanie J. Block was... It wasn't J. I would know if it was J. Block. Okay. And um, it was like I was in high school, I think it was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, uh, when it came through. I worked the first time I did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat with Benji, because <laughs> uh, we've done it twice together. Mm-hmm. The our narrator then was the Glinda understudy on the first national tour. That's so amazing. maybe you've seen her. Maybe. And I'm jealous. Although if I'm thinking funny. about it and it was 2009, it probably wasn't the first national tour. It was the first one oh, that came through not. Tulsa. Gotcha. Um, that's strange that they didn't come through earlier. If I that's Christian Jenowitz's hometown? hometown. You think they would? It's because that's like, come on, branding, marketing, branding, come my, on. You did so well in 2003. Just 10 years ago, I know. <laughs> in 2019, maybe that would be a consideration. Um, but yeah. And I, I remember, because I had been obsessed with the soundtrack for however long, like half my life at that point. Yeah. Um, and then I remember seeing it and loving it. And we have season tickets. My parents had season tickets to the all the shows that come through. Um, and then I remember begging my mom to go see it again. And she was like, no, no, we're not going to see it again. Like, you already saw it once. And then one of my friends had an extra ticket, and I got to go again. Nice. So I got to see it twice. And then it came through, like, a year later. And, of course, saw it again. And then uh, when I moved to New York a year ago, um, and they were having the 15th anniversary, I was like, oh, I should go try and rush the lotto. And I did the week after the anniversary. And that was very a very cool experience. And got to see Jessica Vosk, who just... Oh my god, Slade. So Slade. Good. She's so good. Alpha oh, above my dreams. Wow. But every time I saw it on Broadway, then I saw it with you on Broadway, mm-hmm. we also rushed it, lottoed. Yeah. Won the lotto for that one. Um, but both times that I saw it, the Glinda was out. And I saw two oh, Glinda yeah. understudies. Two different Glinda understudies within like two, three months. Who I'm sure, I mean, I can only vouch for the one that we saw, but I'm sure they slayed. Yeah. They were great. No, they were great. And I was like, oh. Because it was, um, Katie Rose Clark was gonna, going to be the Glinda when we saw it together. Yeah. And then Amanda Cooper. Amanda Cooper. Yeah. Because uh, I saw her on the tour, too. Yeah. Uh, and she was out, and I saw her understudy. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love seeing understudies. I think they're yeah. phenomenal. But I just thought it was funny that both times I saw it on Broadway, yeah. I saw the Glinda understudy and not the actual Glinda. Yeah, the last two times I saw it, it was the same Alphabet Glinda duo, because it. Amanda Cooper yeah, was, Amanda on Cooper was on tour. What is your, what is your favorite song in the show? Like if you had to pick one, Ooh. or like you know what, Desert Island, three songs from Wicked. Okay, okay, better, better. Easier. Um, <laughs> Dancing through life. Mm-hmm. Has to be one of my favorites. 
It's so um, good. Yeah, I just, I don't, this probably says a lot about me, but when I was like, really got into Wicked for the first time, it was a song I listened to on repeat all the time, and I wanted to be Fiero so bad. <laughs> See, <laughs> I listen to Popular all the time, <laughs> but I wanted to also be Fiero. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know, that, that song I just loved so much, um, so that would be one. Okay, so Dancing Through Life. Dancing Through Life. Uh, I'm Not That Girl. Mm-hmm. Not, not the reprise. Not the reprise, the alphabet the version. The alphabet version. Um, and No Good Deed. Yeah. Those would be my three. That's a solid three. I think that's, that's, yeah. No Good Deed, I used to hate. I used to hate it. And then I saw it live and I was like, just jaw on the floor. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is, this is the one. But yeah, I, I never get tired of that one. And I think it's just such a, it's this beautiful song. I love the lyrics to it. Yeah. And it's just like... You can feel the emotion in every word in that song. And I, I just love it so much. See, I'm so basic. My three is The Wizard and I, Defying Gravity, and No Good Deed. And No Good Well, yeah. Not popular? No. No. Like, popular is what I would listen to all the time, but if I could only listen to three songs from Wicked for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. like, I was in my head just now thinking between popular and Defying Gravity, but Defying Gravity just slaps in a different way. You it know? does. It does. It's, like, popular... Like, by myself on an island, I don't know if... <laughs> I think I would go more delusional. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's not, a, it's not a, so much of a pump-up song as Defying Gravity is. Yeah. Um, I can't listen to For Good anymore. Too much? It's too much. It's too emotional. I haven't been able to listen to it for, like, six years without crying. And so I just skip it now. <laughs> That's amazing. I need to, like, be in the mood to listen to it, but not because I'll but cry. It, it's so... And I hate that it makes me so emotional now, but because it, it's such a beautiful song. And it's one of my favorite moments in the show, when you see the show, is at the end, and they're singing that song, and they hit those harmonies together, and it's just so beautiful. The first time I saw it, I was shocked at how late in the show it was. Because yeah, it was one last... of the few songs that I knew, like, super well, because mm-hmm. I, like, listening to it with my friends in our car, we would listen to, like... What is this feeling? Mm-hmm. The Wizard and I, popular, dancing to life, defying gravity, and for good. Like mm-hmm. that's the only song from Act Two that we would listen to, yeah. because we were stupid. But so I was like, "Wow, this is so late <laughs> in the show." Didn't realize that. Yeah, it's it's the closing number, in a way. In a way, yeah. yeah. It's the last moment. And it's so beautiful. sweet. But the, yeah, those would be the three I had on a desert island. But those aren't necessarily my, my favorite moments in the show, like, musically. Oh, yeah. There's, like, little tidbits musically that I love so much that I can't help. That I just, like, will sing randomly. Like what? Um, Glenda's uh, bridge in uh, Thank Goodness. Yeah. Their bridges. Well, it's, it's funny. It's bridge because it's also the bridge of the song where, where she's like, "There are bridges you cross you didn't know until you cross," and she just like belts the shit out of it. Um, that I think is such a beautiful moment in the song. And, yeah. And in the, and in the show, um, also box Nessa. Yeah, uh, Nessa. <laughs> I love it. But reason, yeah, that whole little bit with Bach, I love because you are so beautiful. Like all the way through that. Um, 
And then one that's not in the cast recordings, if you've never seen the show, you're in for a treat. Nessa Rose's uh, Wicked Witch of the East number in Act Two. Oh, um, it's so good. It's so good. It's like... It's one of the oh best moments gosh, of the show. It is There's one of so many moments. good There's moments. There's so many good show. moments, but that, that moment where she... So in the context of the story, Bach has turned into the Tin Man. Yeah. And um, Alphabet reappears, and they haven't seen each other for a long time. And um, Nessa is trying to save, wants Alphabet to save Bach. And she just starts on this, like, very emotional, very poignant. Like, it's not even that long. It's, like, not even a minute. Yeah, it goes by quickly. Yeah. Which is why I don't think it's on the cast recording. Yeah. Um, of her trying to save Bach, and then she just uh, alone and loveless here with just the girl in the mirror, just her and me, the wicked witch of the east. Like, uh, it slays every time, and it's just like, I don't know. Nessa's like underrated. As Nessa a is so a underrated. She doesn't like that's her. That's her moment in Act Two. Like she, that's her song. She doesn't even have a whole song. Yeah. She just has like a little intro verse, and then. This show's like super about Alphaba and Glinda. Absolutely. Like they don't they don't try to play. Mm-mm. Although it's also a little bit about Fiero, who oh, like a smidge. But I'm like Dr. Dillman gets a whole song and Nessa Rose doesn't. Right. <laughs> it's like ugh, I get it, the plot, but. <laughs> and the wizard gets two whole songs for himself, but right, Nessa he doesn't, doesn't need to. No. Spoiler alert, the, the, he's the villain. He's the villain, and low key, the wizard is my least favorite character. I hate the character of the wizard I but like in the best character. way yeah because if i liked him well, i yeah, don't think yeah. the show would it wouldn't read the same yeah i would have a very different opinion on the show if i was like oh i love the wizard, <laughs> love the wizard. i'd be a, di- a very different person yeah. <laughs> if i <laughs> thought that so if you, you love the wizard as a character uh, i'm so sorry but you you're need canceled. to think about that you're canceled <laughs> but yeah those are my good moments if you could steal one, like, item of clothing for your everyday life. And, like, no matter what, you would look as good as the people who wear it on Broadway look. Um, I, I think it would and be... And it could be, like, an outfit. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a single piece of clothing. I think it would be one of the um, ensemble women's outfits in uh, Dear Old Shiz, the white and black striped ones. Oh, my God. Um, I was going to say the same thing about the guys. <laughs> I I love those. They're so um, good. And I think they just set the tone for the rest of the show and they just look super good. Right? Yeah. Ugh. Or like I think I want the skirt though, like a little bit. Like there's a guy in this in the skirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly I like, what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever worn a skirt, like not jokingly at the all girls high school <laughs> uh theater club <laughs> in high school. But like he rocks it. He does. And I was like, if I could pull it off I would wear it. I feel like you could pull it off. It's more like a kilt at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I think I'm pretty sure it's a kilt. Um, (laughs) Just call it a skirt because that's. That would be like. If I had like got just that color palette and that design in and of itself is so great. Although I do love Madame Morrible's outfits. Oh. But I don't think I would want to wear them in everyday life. No, they're very extra. They're they're so extra. Yeah, but I think I think one of the ensemble Dirlches ones. Yeah. If I had to pick a lead one, I would probably pick, like, Fierro's. He just just rocks those little knickerbockers, doesn't he? That little vest. Yeah. (sighs) Fierro's so sexy. I love Fierro. 
Or I would honestly take Box. I changed it from the kilt and Box. You do box. box shiz with costume. With his little hat. With his little beanie. <laughs> little beanie. It's so cute. And his shorts. Uh, I love it. Ugh. I don't, okay, now that we're talking about it, though, I'm also thinking about Fiero's, like, uh, guard costume that he, yeah. he wears. His uniform. Yeah, with his green and his gold. Yeah, and, like, the, the little um, epaulets on it. Yeah. Also, ten points to me for remembering the word epaulet. I did not know that word. <laughs> is that right? And I just assume it is, because you're smarter than I am in terms of words. I think it's, I think it's called most that. most things. It doesn't sound right now that I'm talking about it. So, obviously, one of the, like, most memorable moments of the show is all of the tricks and the magic that happens. Yes. And Alphaba does fly at the end of Act yes, 1. Yes, she does. And, I mean, we've she already told people. She defies gravity. And defying gravity. <laughs> she literally defies gravity. And I told everyone to skip ahead if they didn't want spoilers, so we can talk about it if you okay. want. Because it's pretty smart. It's crazy. It's um, a rigged, like, hydraulic lift. Yeah. Just some little spoilers how it little tech magic theater happens. They can look it up online. <laughs> um, but yeah, and in so in the scene, Alphaba's being chased and she has this book of magic and uh, she tries to use this spell to fly and it's not working and Glinda's like, Ha ha, you're not as powerful as you think you are <laughs> and then uh, a broom starts to hover. And she's like, ah, I did it. And she defies gravity. She grabs the broom. And the guards burst in. And in that transition, actress playing Elphaba goes back to this hydraulic lift and pushes back. And it like has this little gate almost. And it closes around her. And then it lifts up. And there's a curtain on the front of it so you can't see it. And then when it lifts up, it's just a little hydraulic lift, like elevator that just goes up <laughs> like that. And she's locked into it. And it won't fly unless... She's locked in, like yeah. unless the gate locks is like uh, electric, like the like yeah. the computers know. Uh, and then she flies, and they hide it, hide the ring with some curtains, and, lovely masking, and lovely masking, and some, wind and and some, some fog, and some fog that that all that dry million ice. pounds of dry ice uh, that they've used throughout their fifteen years, um, and some crazy lighting, and yeah, it's so cool. One of my favorite moments in that sequence is when. And how you get the impression that she's actually flying is the yeah. entire ensemble comes from underneath her. Yeah. And looks up to her and you're like, where did, oh. It's so smart. It's so smart and it's so well done and it's... And it's, also, I want to, I like low-key... So I low-key want to see a performance where it, the lift doesn't work. And no fly show? Because I want to see the choreo. I'm sure it's the it's, same. They're, apparently they get on the floor. Oh, they like, like, crouch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, I mean, that's the rumor. <laughs> just like Neil. Or like, I like I was told, the phrase that I heard was, they hit the deck. Hit the deck. <laughs> to make it look, to like give just, the, yeah. the height. But I don't know if that's true. I hope I it know. is, and I hope that I can see it It is someday. a rake stage, so maybe that helps. Yeah. But. There's only one way to find out. There's only one way to find out, and that's. If anybody wants to send us to no Broadway to uh, see Wicked a bunch of times. And hopes <laughs> that this wild oil no machine doesn't fly. <laughs> or uh, if anybody works on Wicked and just wants to, you know, invite us over for a casual performance so. of Defying yeah. Gravity where the rig doesn't work, we'll, we'll, we'll take that too. We'll take that too. We love a good rehearsal. We, we are we are stage managers, so we, we love, love a good put-in. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you're putting someone in, hit us up. 
because we would love to be there. <laughs> we would love to be there. We could probably finagle that at some point in our lifetime. Oh, I hope so. That show's been running forever. I just want to see how well they operate. Ugh. Anyway, let's tell people uh, how they can see the show. Great. So if you're looking for where to stop, if you're skipping ahead or if you've been listening the whole time, this is where I'm just going to tell you uh, really quickly how you can see Wicked. Uh, it is on tour, so you can look up the tour schedule. I'm not, you know, sponsored, so I'm not going to list out their whole tour. Uh, but I highly suggest seeing the tour. It is just as good as the Broadway. You know, they don't hold back and everything is done, you know, pretty much to a T. Uh, and then you can also see it on Broadway at the Gershwin Theater. Uh, if you don't want to pay a full price ticket, which are hard to get because Wicked is very popular, they do do a lottery, which is how we both saw it, mm -hmm. um, which is two and a half hours before the performance time. You can start putting your names in, and they only do that for half an hour. And then at two hours to curtain, uh, so if it's like a 7 p.m. show, that's like 5 p.m., uh, they draw names, and it's $30 cash if you win, and you can win up to two tickets. And the seats are always good. Mm -hmm. Like, ours were back orchestra. Yeah. But I think, you, we saw everything. Yeah. I think all the lottery tickets that they do on Broadway are orchestra seats. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna, you won't be up in, like, any of the balconies or anything. Yeah. That's all. And it's a huge theater, too, and there's not a bad seat in the house, there's honestly. There's not. Like, I saw it front room with a corner, and I didn't see the whole show, and I still cried. Mm -hmm. and had an out-of-body experience, so <laughs> definitely definitely go check it out if you find yourself in New York or if uh, the tour finds itself to you. And if you're around the world, there are productions happening, but I don't have the knowledge to actually talk about them other than it is happening in the UK still. Yeah, that's in the West I End. Yeah. I'm pretty sure so. So yeah, go see it in the West End. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Broadway Bound Podcast. And uh, I also have an email if you have any suggestions uh, or if you want to hear a specific musical. It's just broadwaybeyondpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, do you have anything you, you want to promote? Any of your any of your socials or anything? At Aubrey Downing on Instagram. Follow her. She has Follow a very, She's been told recently that she has a very good Instagram aesthetic. It's true. It was all the validation I needed. So. Not really. It wasn't, but... <laughs> I want to get to at least a thousand followers. I think we can get you there. Maybe. Maybe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs>